businesses have always existed but for that business to go on to become a brand that takes something different altogether a strong leader dependable and a strongly driven team and of course the right product but the question is but the question is are these things sufficient to make a brand how would people know that the brand exists in the first place marketing is the answer to it but over the past few years there has been a lot of transition in the way marketing has been done a lot of emphasis is given on the performance marketing and with the day and age where internet is the new place to shop it makes everything trackable so i thought it will be interesting to discuss about the importance of performance marketing in today's time i have someone with me who's a legit practitioner of performance marketing abhinav arora co-founder and chief marketing officer of avlon labs abhinav is someone who has not just mastered himself in performance marketing but also in content marketing he also has some interesting insights about how automation would change the course of digital marketing a young and passionate startup enthusiast abhinav has also worked with notable brands like your story calm india currently he is the cmo at avlon labs in the past abhinav also had startups related to content so let's begin the show you are listening to witty and viral with me pratik satpute and we will be right back hi abhinav welcome to witty and viral how's the lockdown going for you thanks pratik uh lockdown is actually helping me have uh, certain good habits it's 9 a.m in the morning and i don't think i've ever woken up this early uh, in the morning throughout my life but you know the lockdown makes me value sun and hence i've readjusted my sleep cycle <laughs> and how's the impact of lockdown has been on your client work majorly on the services side we actually deal with companies that are uh, you know essentials either they are essential the e-commerce companies they're uh, classified under the essential category so they're still up and uh, running and you know delivering the other kind of clients we work with are digital companies digital companies are you know they their entire business is on digital there's probably you know a social network or their streaming platform or you know the avalon meta because they all of these the three sectors are operating completely digitally lockdown doesn't affect them in fact it benefits them that you know they're getting more and more screen time so you know first up you are an engineer so how did content marketing happen for you and also talk us through your own startups and the, also the startups that you have worked with so thing is that uh, you know the academic engineering never happened to me although i was an engineer I, although i studied engineering that thing didn't happen to me you know it, it didn't click with me the way the teachers were teaching the kind of curriculum that was being taught there was no appeal in it there was no nothing that pulled me into it it was everything about it was just pushing me away so yeah just to you know i had to do something there, there was something missing you know i wanted to fulfill that urge and hence i tried i mean how much can you when you're in college how much can you socialize with your friends and uh, you know just go to college you can't just keep doing that right when you're not creating something you're just likely to feel very unfulfilled and uh, you know Absolutely. there are these uh, energies in you that you got to analyze so that's where starting up came to me and you know i, I started figuring out uh, problems that i could solve so in my first year i was doing the campus connect with this very you know skilled team what we were uh, doing was while sitting in college in manipal we were building a network of colleges across the country and it was all being done digitally you know we had whatsapp whatsapp groups and all of that and you know forms being thrown into the facebook groups of all the colleges that's where we you know started uh, attracting applications then we built uh, decentralized teams in over 60 universities across india 
and you know the entire managing of the of those teams was uh, happening at our manipal office so we had an office at manipal so that that that, that took my uh, i think first couple of years into you know the startup world i understood the potential of digital that's where i used to focus and you know experiment and you know learn uh, out of eventually then i moved to uh, doing an event because you know that thing was a digital business and uh, you can't really do much in a digital business without funding so i realized okay got to value cash so i used the used the community that we had created and i started leveraging it uh, for uh, you know running events that's one way i monetize that community so we had people all across the country and it was uh, you know easy to mobilize those people to host events what do college people know the most they know how to you know organize fest they know how to run club events you know how to organize concerts and they like being a part of all these you know social event gatherings so i made them organize events all across uh, the country and uh, i would uh, you know sit in manipal and help structure the format of the event and you know help them sell tickets via advertising and just uh, you know keep everyone together as one uh, national team if you must say because uh, you know there, there were kolkata chapters hyderabad chapters bangalore chapters delhi chapters of the thing so that's that's uh, how my entry into the digital space you know uh, happened I, this is what i was doing through my college this is uh, you know some this is this was my education although i got a degree for computer science this is what i was really doing so that's how this thing happened and also can you talk us about the startups that you have worked with how you know working in those companies maybe have helped you to give a new See, i have not uh, to your own startup yeah i have not been employed uh, for a good part of my life like i've never really worked uh, for someone there was this internship that i did for your story but that was also to you know get connect it was like a networking gig for me what i used to do is i used to take their ca- cameraman to interview uh, you know certain series c and series b companies in bangalore and helps build my network you know i and i got a very i got a pretty solid network i got uh, uh, to chat with for lenko ceo when he had recently raised uh, you know 200 cr then i chatted with the uh, gorav manjal of an academy when and they uh, only raised about i think 5 million dollars right now they raised something over 130 million dollars so you know back then i started uh, knowing these guys and understanding what they were doing so there was a pretty short stint of about i think 3 4 months and uh, during that time i uh, knew varun i like varun now uh, was a college senior varun was also in bangalore so i met with varun and we started working on kamindia kamindia something you know that avalon did then uh, i ran there i ran the i mean i uh, ran the services thing of avalon we tried multiple experiments there we started by selling content then we got into performance marketing then also sold uh, a few software deals and now finally at avalon meta so that's what my uh, you know journey so far has been i've never really i can't i can't tell you how uh, i've uh, gained experience through uh, certain great companies because i've never relied on companies you know for to give me the experience or training i've always used them as resources that i could use to go where i want to go absolutely and the fact that networking how much can upskill ourselves that is something people do not know the value of it and i truly believe that you know that can give us a whole new perspective about uh, seeing our journey our, our career as a long 40 50 years old so it's all about that it's all about networking like do you think business has evolved in the last whatever years i don't think so 
it it's just you know the things have only gotten easier the problems that we only the only a few problems have solved and business have at the crux of it it still remained about trade you know you have something i want i have something you want we'll exchange it at a certain terms and you know that's how it progresses even in a, when you're you know writing down your career trajectory you're basically selling your skills for some amount of money or equity right exactly it's so, like the person wants your brains you want uh, a sustainable life for yourself and uh, you know some, something uh, fun to work on that's where you get a job so it's, it's always remain the same now the entire networking you know when people back then what people used to do is people used to meet in gatherings you know there'd be social events and you know events in uh, a town or you know town hall gatherings and what not then eventually you know when the digital space uh, came in we uh, started populating those events by running ads on digital and at the end of the day it was just you know again all over again meeting people in the offline world you know in an auditorium and then exchanging contacts and then doing the trade beyond that and now it's since uh, the lockdowns going on it's happening you know more aggressively than ever on linkedin it always used to happen on linkedin but now it's happening with a mix of uh, linkedin and zoom so we've always always uh, you know been in a trading kind of system that's what business is you have something i want i want i have something you want we find a working relationship right absolutely to give audience some perspective about this particular podcast can you help us deep dive into the difference between performance marketing and brand marketing and how performance marketing has evolved over the let's say uh, past 4 to 5 years okay i would actually call it advertising it's not really performance marketing it's advertising because when you use the word advertising advertising is all about sales b2c sales you know sales that you're doing en masse is called advertising advertising is nothing if you do not churn revenue out of it if you not make if advertising is not uh, you know resulting into sales it is not advertising when you just storytelling storytelling so yeah that's what advertising is about sales now what performance advertising or the skill of performance marketing does is it allows so with digital what we have is we have uh, uh, you know look at it as a lot of cameras that we have we have cameras that track the customer journey at uh, different intervention points or different you know touch points that they have with the the company and with those cameras which are actually events on uh, you know websites and cookie trackers and what not with those cameras we're always observing what the customer is doing and what he's intending to do and uh, you know by using all these tools like uh, heat map you know if the customer is coming onto my website where is he going you can track that via a heat map if the customer is uh, clicking this button what does he want to do why does this color work but better than that one why should i make my uh, you know opt in form uh, two part instead of one part why should i do so you keep running these experiments and you keep tracking the customer journey and you keep optimizing it in order to at the end of the day churn revenue right so when you uh, you know find a process when you build a system that churns revenue and that system is you know scalable all you got to do is uh, level up the intensity and level out level down the intensity you know the more money you put the more sales you should get so when you've got a scalable system a system that can actually grow your company then you're doing growth marketing or performance marketing a marketing that is so directly responsible to grow your company that that's what performance advertising performance marketing or growth marketing all about then you talk about brand marketing brand marketing happens you know when you have a market share already Mm-hmm. and uh, market share as in significant market share right. uh, when you're a growing company then you got to focus on performance advertising you got to pr- focus on getting more you, you all you're doing is land grabbing back then right, right. when you do a performance ad- advertising you're doing land grabbing as in okay i have some revenue target it's more like sales but when you come to brand marketing it's more about you know 
aligning the brand with the customer and preserving market share and uh, shaping the narrative and tweaking a few things here and there then you know that thing has it also does have, i mean it also has revenue but this revenue is not immediately reflected unlike performance advertising performance advertising if i make a tweak i will know if this is working or not by tonight max or tomorrow night max in brand marketing it's more about preserving market share and thing uh, your current buyers will say you know if you if you buy uh, mercedes you won't keep feeling that you know what you bought is worth it so mercedes keeps uh, showing you ads you know their current customer uh, segment they keep showing them ads that make them feel a class apart so all of that shit, uh, is required right absolutely in today's day and age why do you feel that businesses need to bring their focus on performance marketing i think uh, that's always uh, been the case i mean there you have a channel that's going to give you scalable returns why shouldn't you focus on that business is all about you know building sustainable scalable systems that have a direct roi this is what performance advertising does by definition right. so that's there second is uh, you know for those for the folks who you know aren't into performance advertising and are growing their business by listing themselves on upwork or uh, uh, amazon or flipkart or what not i mean when they're selling via marketplaces the thing with marketplaces is uh, it doesn't allow you to build as intimate a relationship with your customer because they have uh, you know these uh, sorting options you can sort the higher price product and lower price product they don't allow you any uh, you know direct communication with the customer they don't give you the customer's email id they don't give you the customer's uh, phone number they don't give you any data about the customer who is your customer what is his age where is he coming from how many times did he you know visit your product before he decided to buy why is he buying is he buying it for the third time fourth time uh, so you know i think 90% of this data is not shared by marketplaces to you marketplaces get all of this data and they use it to go the marketplace so that's their competitive advantage and the second thing is the marketplaces also you know charge 20 30% as a commission for selling your product so it's not a reliable strategy to you know just sell via marketplaces and digital has you know shared this opportunity or you know uh, brought about this opportunity of direct going direct to consumer direct to consumer is you know when you have your own store and you go direct to consumer i don't think you know you should like miss out on it it's a, it's a very very it's a, it's a very strong way to build a defensible business a business that you can defend in the longer run right. so the next question is exactly to the same point about d2c for a consumer brand in general and and what do you feel that e-commerce will play and how would it change given the covid situation has happened i think uh, a lot of people are going to jump into e-commerce because there, there was still this segment uh, you know in our society that would prefer uh, going to even for their daily necessities and all kind of necessities they would prefer going to the local shops or uh, malls and what not to buy a phone they would go to a samsung store instead of buying it on amazon whatever so you know the the there are, there was this segment uh, you know that was doing a lot of cash transaction and it's a very very big segment and it only grows more prominent in uh, year 2 and year 3 cities so these guys are now now going to come uh, online they're going to you know evolve into uh, their behavior is going to evolve into shopping online and what's going to happen is all of these businesses that were primarily offline they had physical brick and mortar stores these guys in order to survive they will also have to open online stores if not uh, you know sell on amazon so the e-commerce as a complete sector is no doubt going to evolve right 
So having talked about consumer brands, what's your take on B2B brand basically and what role could performance advertising play, you know, for their brand growth? Okay, so the thing with B2B advertising or B2B marketing as a whole, I'll tell you the the, the industry or rather global stats around uh, B2B marketing, what works the best for them. What works the best for them is SEO. And why does SEO work the best? Because, uh, you know, they club SEO with content marketing. People are, if I'm faced with a certain trouble, my work activity, I'm, gonna, I'm very likely to go to Google and search uh, for the answer. So when, if you have an article, you know, that's catering to uh, the people's query, then you're likely to, you know, be read. Because people are consuming, people don't consume long form articles in B2C as much as they do in B2B. I used to read that BuzzFeed car top 10 thing long back. But today, I'm more likely to watch that safety video and, uh, you know, all that emotional, not really emotional videos, but, you know, uh, videos that kind of tap into the side of the brain. So that's what's happening in B2C. But in B2B, you're looking for actionable information and, you know, opinions and uh, nuance, understanding of your problem. So there, B2B is, continue, is, is going to continue to do well. Long-form content is going to continue working uh, for B2B. In fact, you know, for one of our own uh, investments, that is Foxbound, we're seeing great returns out of uh, doing SEO plus good content marketing on our uh, Foxbound blog. We get an inflow of, uh, info, inflow of about good, uh, you know, thousand leads a day organically because people are searching for the content that we're giving out. Second thing, but now the problem with SEO is SEO takes good to good three to six months to, uh, you know, start uh, showing results. So it's hard to, I mean, you can still, you know, use the performance marketing analogy in SEO. You can track how many keywords or, you know, how they improve and how much inflow to expect by tackling the search trend, but it takes time. So how to, how do you tackle that? You'd use uh, SEM, that is search engine marketing to rank the same blog post, you know, on the same keywords, but by paying Google for it. Okay. So that's how, and B2B ticket sizes, you know, the average B2B order value is always a significant amount. You're not selling petty stuff for 800 bucks or 1000 bucks. You're always selling software for, you know, $99 or deals or, you know, enterprise software for $1000 or deals that are uh, professional services that are much more than that. So there it makes sense to, use SEM to, you know, rank your blog post, then what you can do is you can do account-based marketing. Account-based marketing is uh, very, very similar to doing cold emailing. Cold emailing, mein aap kya karte ho? you uh, figure out who you want to reach, right. and then you scan up their LinkedIn and see what they're talking about, see what they're interested in, see what's playing in their head. You try to come up with a narrative that matches the you know, thing playing in their head and you directly shoot a mail to them, hi Pratik, I, I saw that you uh, been wanting to start a pro- podcast and and I've been looking for a job uh, and I do this, this is my profile. So how about uh, I, you know, help you set up your podcast or something, you know, like I can, I can legit clear your head by doing social listening and give you some, a very, very super personalized pitch. That is what happens in cold emailing. It's called outbound prospecting and outbound prospecting slash cold emailing is, is a very popular trend in the lockdown times because, you know, recession is also here and people don't want to spend on advertising. So cold emailing is also working well. Then talking about uh, account-based marketing. Account-based marketing is same as cold emailing. You know, the entire approach is very similar. You see the person, you see what he's talking about. And instead of shooting him a cold email, you shoot, you shoot him an ad. You shoot him an ad about, you know, so if, if I knew that you wanted to start a podcast, uh, Pratik, I would shoot you an ad with your face on that uh, image and, you know, be like, uh, need uh, 
the best uh, uh, podcasting software that's out there in the market for your budget and range. Pratik, if yes, this is my number. Call me. So you know something like that. That that's how uh, that's that's these are the things that are working in B two B. That gives actually a clear perspective, uh, at least to me as well, and I'm sure our audiences will also you know bring out the most of it. The next question mm-hmm. takes me to an interesting point of discussion here. Facebook ads versus Google ads. So, what do you feel that you know for e-commerce and the internet businesses out there, what primarily they should you know, boil down to, or should they go for both, both the Facebook ads and the Google ads? Can you share this with some examples as well? Okay, so cool. Answering it straight up, you should go for both. But now I'll tell you where the differentiators are. With Facebook, you know, when when I'm launching a new product, a product that you're not aware of. or something that's new you know that's something that create uh, a category creator out there something that you don't have education or knowledge about i can't create demand via google because on google i i can create demand but you know it's going to be it's not going to be as uh, see if you've seen the products that go on indigo indigogo or whatever that uh, you know uh, site is similar to kickstarter mm-hmm. uh, they see a good uh, uh, you know roi on facebook because there they have uh, legit tentacles like an octopus to engulf uh, the you know the user by and you know create demand and eventually make him convert because you can firstly you know when when you're talking to a stranger you can show them a vi- video that entices the stranger about that enti- entices the stranger into knowing more about you then you can show them a second video that actually you know makes him uh, have more faith in uh, what you're doing as a product you can actually do the sequential advertising on facebook you can't do it so well on google you can when you do it on google it, it makes more sense for b2b people to do it via google because there you know the uh, purchase is more uh, knowledge driven fact driven you know the decision is more uh, elaborate and uh, needs good backing of uh, uh, you know the knowledge available out there so b2b it makes sense b2b uh, google makes sense but in b2c you can't create demand create demand again but if you're selling a coke or an energy drink or whatever whatever you I mean if you're selling commodities like rice uh, juices and what not and you don't want to stand out and you know you know you're not you just you're very commodity like you have a commodity like prices you're not selling uh, juice for more than 50 bucks or 100 bucks then you can use google to sell it but if you want to create demand if you want to introduce something new and if you want to take that person to conversion then you got to use facebook because the kind of ability that facebook gives you though you know the tactics that it gives you to engage the customer i don't think any ad engine does that only when you uh, know how to use facebook well enough right. so yeah just a couple of minutes back to you a few minutes back we were discussing about content marketing but hmm. in marketing done right with performance advertising as well what magic can happen Dude, performance marketing anyway. So performance marketing, marketing. What are you doing? You can either choose to show direct response ads, but direct response, ad, direct response ad is you know like ads that directly or immediately encourage you to click on it. But eventually, once you've shown the direct response ad and you know you've got the person to browse the product page, what are you going to do? Now you're going to show him content. Now you're going to sell him on the narrative. So there, when you're talking about content marketing, you're also talking about videos, right? Videos are doing the rounds like crazy. You show him a testimonial about uh, you know what. xyz customer said about your brand you show him uh, a how to video okay how to use the the product in uh, you know different innovative way in in innovative ways then you show him another story then you show him another story you keep building that narrative once you capture attention so there content marketing comes in 
and you do it via ads like you can retarget people right so retarget retarget the person via multiple content and once you've nurtured the person enough via content then again show sure, direct response ads and be like 20% off only uh, for the next uh, 24 hours i now and that that's where you make the sale so nurturing is you know nurturing the intent nurturing the affinity building the relationship or nurturing the relationship that is where you use the content in uh, direct response advertising and uh, i mean in in performance advertising absolutely next up your recent startup babylon meta so it recently got funded so firstly congratulations on that thanks man really tell my audience and this lockdown again will be a proof of that why avalon meta is you know going to be a huge thing ahead because digital education hmm. is the future and that's what avalon meta is about so could you just brief the li- listeners more about meta and your what your ad strategy is going to be because i heard you are varun saying that investment that you have received it's going to be almost everything is going to be into a- advertising the meta so can you just throw some light as well on the advertising part and what's your strategy going to be okay cool so uh, this is a hypothesis you know that we decided to test and i think we've uh, you know mostly proved that that uh, human faces are uh, much more convincing than uh, you know if i showed you an upgrade card multiple times right. and you know upgrade see i mean you're going to be more uh, you're going to feel more deeply connected because it's also also about nurturing the relationship right so you're going to be feeling more uh, deeply connected if i have a chat with you instead of uh, you know reading that you know face agnostic brand flipkart ka aap instagram account kitna hi follow karoge kitne hi unke promotion dekh loge kitne hi unki stories dekh loge you might appreciate it but wo jo connect hai wo feel nahi hota so that you know we wanted to test this out and also makes it slightly leaner for us you know we don't have to invest in uh, you know a bunch of copywriters who thinking about the brand and uh, you know always uh, figuring out what to push next because it comes naturally to us i am legit i'm legit my natural personality on instagram and if i keep posting i am uh, building natural relationships so it's a very very lean model that we, uh, we that we thought of uh, experimenting with and i think it's working out very well for us so mostly this ad budget is going to go in uh, increasing our uh, or rather growing our personal brand and eventually some budget is going to you know go into converting the nurtured people the people who are already following us the smaller amount of budget will go into converting them to get onto the app also throw some light what's avalon meta about what is avalon meta about avalon meta is a university of skills that are going to be required uh, in uh, today's day and age the future and like the, i mean that that's the curriculum bit of it then there is a community that you uh, already a part of that is avalon army <clears throat> where you know you have the social interactions and a community interaction that you have otherwise in college uh, you know during events and clubs and you know fests and what not so that's the community aspect of it and community aspect also brings in referrals and opportunities and what not right so that is the avalon army and anyway you know like when i was in college most of this community interaction was anyway happening on my student council group on facebook right so this is a avalon army is like the student council group of uh, this university eventually what we're planning to do is we're planning to make this learning more experiential by introducing a game within the app and this game is you know where you get hands on about hands on with the, the skills that you're uh, learning while consuming the episode so that's avalon meta very in, in, in super brief so having talked about avalon meta and i can clearly see that it's next big thing because including the gaming aspect 
into it it again brings down a whole new dimension to the learning experience for the student now the next topic that i want to bring in is automation in digital marketing what do you feel hmm. automation is going to impact this particular industry and also how roles are going to change in this particular uh, domain over the few years of time okay so see the thing with automation is automation automate blue collar jobs and you know so far uh, we've been conditioned to believe that blue collar jobs only exist in uh, industries industries as in you know uh, factories and what not you know when a labor is doing uh, work out of uh, you know the manual strength the labor work uh, that always automated i mean that always had the potential to get automated and get it continues to get automated uh, via machines so uh, now we got to realize that these kind of similar kind of blue collar jobs also exist in the digital space what are these blue collar jobs blue collar jobs are jobs that are repetitive repetitive as in you know it's not really labor work but it is the work of monitoring the ads and tweaking the ad budget and making the campaigns live by uploading the creative and all of this this is just like you know like making the campaign live by uploading the creative as good as loading something onto the truck mm-hmm. and uh, you know then the truck driver drives all of this all of these things do not require uh, a core human skill these jobs are repetitive they are redundant and these jobs are i mean any anything that is repetitive is going to be automated and that's only going to, that's not only going to happen in uh, Digital marketing that's going to happen everywhere, even in uh, you know software development. If you uh, you know if you if you're just ma- if you're a maintenance engineer and you you're taking care of uh, code that's already there, what's the use of you being there? Then you know uh, good parts of testing uh, software testing are going to get automated. Though if you're co- if you're just uh, coding small bits, that's going to get automated. Then what remains? What remains is uh, there's this role of uh, I mean if you're uh, familiar with the engineering or software engineering software development there is this role of product manager right and product manager is very often defined uh, you know as a venn diagram of uh, multiple things where you uh, consider the business goals where you consider uh, user goals and where you consider you know what your team has in mind and you bring all this together and you conceptualize the product and you make it happen and uh, when your day to day job of a product manager is is more uh, towards uh, strategizing and uh, observing user behavior and uh, getting the developers to tackle the user behavior or shape the product as per the user behavior mm-hmm. so this thing that is there in software or you know all of these uh, digital companies all of these digital companies have product managers and these guys just do this on a day to day basis this similar thing is going to happen in digital marketing as well and it's already happening what you got to do is you got to build systems in marketing you got to since since the redundant jobs are going to be automated there are a bunch of tools that are autom- automating these redundant jobs what are these tools if you want to do social listening you know instead of scanning up each individual linkedin profile or each article on the web and all of this you know each profile on facebook you have social listening tools available right that churn out the insights and give it to you so you got to learn how to use those social listening tools and you got to learn how to use those insights that are coming out of the listening tools in order to blend it into your strategy instead of monitoring uh, you know heat maps of individual user you got to learn how to pull insights out of these heat maps and uh, in, in fact insight is also going to be delivered to you you got to learn how to use this insight and blend it into your strategy right. so you got to what is uh, so like uh, very very similar to reading heat maps is the role of doing cohort analysis you in cohort analysis you segment or cluster people or cluster your users into different uh, segments and you observe their behavior over time so you know x cohort joined on this date and uh, is uh, comprised of males 
between the age of 25 to 30, they're behaving a certain way. So you've got to understand all of these things and blend it into your strategy. How do you blend it into your strategy? You change your marketing workflows accordingly. How do you change your marketing workflows? It's just like, you know, it's, it's like developing a new feature in the product now to cater to user needs. You change the buyer's journey or you change your response to the buyer's journey based on the insights that you're getting. Now, how do you do that? You use your marketing tools that a mix of uh, active campaign, a mix of, you know, more engage, a mix of lead pages. You get, so basically the role now is higher level. The guys who used to make landing pages or the guys who used to, you know, code a landing page from scratch or the guys who used to upload the campaign and monitor the campaign or the guys who used to man the heat mapping software, the guys who used to, uh, you know, run ads, all of these things are very, very automatable. I think uh, uh, easily a man, I mean, a one, one man or two man team can do all of this because now it has become the job of monitoring dashboards and then pulling insights out of it and uh, implementing it into your strategy. And implementing is not difficult again, either because of uh, the tools like by using active campaign and more engage, you know what the user, uh, I mean, you, you know what message to, or you can tell active campaign or more engage to show what message at what time to what segment. And, uh, you know, there also you'll get your deliverability and readability reports. You, you're now becoming a product manager here and you have multiple tools that you got to not man or monitor. You got to pull insights and uh, implement. You're basically a one man army and you're tackling, you know, the consumer behavior by manning these tools and, you know, using them to shape your strategy. Then there is this other thing. Then there's this other thing. A lot of people say that, okay, copywriting won't be automated. Copywriting can be automated because copywriting, if you understand how machine learning works, it analyzes a lot of uh, past data that is called the training data set and it uses this to predict, uh, you know, what's going to happen next. So there is this thing that uh, you can read more about is NLG, natural language generation. So once you give NLG enough data about the past, you can expect NLG to, once you give NLG the past data about, you know, what keywords have worked and what phrases have worked and what emails have worked, you can expect NLG to uh, you know, replicate or rather reproduce uh, a combination that's most likely to work. So that that computation work and you know that messaging analysis on all, all of this, this can be done. This can be easily done by uh, machine learning. Now, where does the opportunity lie for the creative guy here? It doesn't lie in uh, you know writing the headlines and doing the repetitive redundant work because if you ask a copywriter, you will see that you know most of his work also is redundant. It's not always creative. And if he's lower in the hierarchy, it's not creative at all. The creative work, uh, the creative guidelines come from the higher ups. And that is where, uh, you know, you got to go. You got to evolve to the higher up in the ladder in order to preserve your job. What does the higher up do? The higher up uh, defines the brand strategy, defines the brand voice, analyzes what's the data that's coming at him and, uh, you know, decides how to tweak the strategy according to that. So that's where, uh, uh, you know, roles are going to preserve. Another thing that's going to happen, like if you're talking about some manual work that's going to remain, is nuanced copywriting or nuanced uh, writing where you know you're scripting videos and uh, figuring out what uh, screen will come when the storyboarding i think that's about it video scripting long form writing yeah when you're like when you're not just pre creating content for the heck of it you're actually introducing new ideas when you're you know when you're structuring the narrative all of this all of these kind of roles are going to mean so in short very little opportunity in the entry level job but that's no different uh, from any other uh, job that's going to be out there. All the repetitive tasks in any job are going to be automated, if not in the next five years, in the 10 years. What's going to remain is uh, the jobs in the higher ups, that is more of, uh, you know, product management and uh, creative strategy. That's where you got to evolve.
and talking about the opportunity there there is a lot of opportunity in the higher up roles because still if you see the uh, marketing landscape or market landscape a lot of people are uh, you know yet to move into digital a lot of uh, people are going to be brought on digital and have to move to digital so these are the guys who who understand you know who can manage a suite of tools by themselves they're going to be employed by a lot of businesses and these guys can work as one man army or two man army you can see you see a lot of teams a lot of agencies that just have one or two people or three people and doing the bulk of uh, the job using automation basically what you got to do is you got to learn how to leverage automation right absolutely and there's some good piece of advice for people who are really into this roles and they can actually fill up their game and be relevant even after few years as well when automation will take up the human roles but yeah automation is obviously coming and staying again but there's always a opportunity for people also to upgame their skills actually so the yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah yeah a lot of people think that uh, what you should not think is the activity or the role of marketing is not going to die People, businesses are still going to require marketing businesses are still going to require sales because that's what brings them revenue right that's what takes the word of advertising or word of uh, propaganda out there to masses the entire process the manual part and the repetitive part in the process is getting automated so you if in order to become a marketer in uh, days and age uh, going forward you got to learn how to work with automation and evolve to more human skills instead of tweaking buttons all day and more human skills are understanding your customers and shaping your strategy and testing ideas you know on repeat the other thing that you can see that's going to be on the rise since you know when once you see these automation guys the guys the guy who's manning uh, all the you know data incoming data and you know structuring the workflows in uh, response to the data that he is getting and the guy who's uh, doing the creative strategy since these guys are you know handling a lot of uh, levers on top they will also need enough ammunition to test using these levers what is this ammunition in marketing this ammunition is content and this content create designers and as, as well as the video creators they're going to be in heavy demand because these guys supply the ammunition that the guys on the top you know test and uh, execute you know shape the strategy so these guys at the top will shape the strategy and the guys on the bottom the mostly the designers and the video guys they're going to be creating so the manual job you know the more hands on job is going to be towards uh, video and uh, creative creation so mostly the concept or this uh, you know narrative of uh, learning facebook ads and linkedin ads and google ads and all of this is going to die because linkedin ads are going to manage themselves facebook ads are going to manage themselves google ads are going to manage themselves the only thing you have control on is the message that you put out there uh, and you know you just you just got to take care that these the message that you put out there runs well on these platforms and if they don't you got to iterate and put put it again it's more uh, i mean it's it's, it's going to be a job of idea testing more than anything going forward i think that you know people might have had a good master class about automation in marketing right after this particular session ended next up what would what books blogs or journals would you recommend for people out there to get a good hold of performance advertising and content marketing per se i'll tell you what not to do first don't follow uh, you know these digital guys who show up on instagram and you know preach gyan for uh, 997 or 1000 you shouldn't go for uh, these guys because these guys are more focused on building their personal brand than uh, anything else the guys who are actually practitioners you will find them uh, sitting in companies and you know with their heads down and actually doing the work these guys their uh, content is uh, if they you know if practitioners write content that would be very well researched and you can find that kind of content on the blogs of uh, 
multiple SaaS tools out there. You know, Active Campaign is one, Autopilot HQ is another, HubSpot, then VWO, what else? Campaign Monitor, Mo Engage, Clever Tap. These guys actually manage, you know, uh, massive campaign. They have and they have good base of uh, customers who they provide their tools to. And while they're providing the access of their tools, they're also, you know, getting an insight into what is the real-time data of uh, their customers' business? What is the real-time state of their customers' business? So, you know, these guys use all of these insights to mine what's working, what's not working. And they pu- publish it for free on uh, their blog because that actually helps them uh, acquire a good amount, good clients, right? right. And they, they'll be called out if they push the all these strategies but these guys who show up on instagram and you know try to uh, manipulate the helpless people who are struggling to find a career or job hopping you can't you know a, a job hopper or you know someone who's whose job is getting automated you that guy is powerless they play on their insecurity so do not consume that content if you actually want to be somewhere consume the content that you're getting out of the blogs that I mentioned and I'm sure I mean once you if, if you're looking for if you want to know more of these blogs go to Google and search for you know active campaign uh, alternative then you'll find a list of other softwares and go to the blog section of those softwares and read so these are the companies that you can check out and these companies make massive revenue and have massive data they're, they're super legit they're not a guru that's out there to scam you right this was pretty interesting and I also believe that, you know, rather than uh, going for those courses, one can just read out the blogs and just implement those things and you will you will definitely get the results. Definitely, dude, because that, that's, the, that's the job of a marketer right now. It's testing hypothesis and not fiddling with what works. If you've found something that works, you let it run. Right. So, yeah, we are towards the end of our episode. Just a couple of questions more, uh, Abhina. Who's the most wittiest person you have come across or you have heard of? The most wittiest person? Yes. Wittiest person. Interesting. Varun's super witty. Oh, he is. Yeah. Varun's super witty. Then there's, there's this guy, uh, I don't know, someone who I'm bin, uh, you know, binge listening a lot is Jordan Peterson. I mean, he's, he's a psychologist. I gave you the two names. Yeah. And what's the one viral campaign that you might have come across in the recent time, you know, that just left you say, wow, you were amazed actually. Okay, so not recently, but uh, over the last few years, I, I'm i not just talking about brand campaigns, you know, you look at, you could look at who's shaping the social narrative as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Someone who can shape the social narrative can actually, you know, eventually capture, uh, can, can actually eventually monetize that narrative as well. So I don't know if you remember, but I think around 2010 and, you know, this narrative went on till 2014 or whatnot. The narrative of uh, Aam Admi Party, these guys started with India against corruption. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they continued this narrative, had an influencer called Anna Hazare. And, uh, you know, they did some uh, flash mobs and, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and eventually, you know, found a way to monetize it. Monetize not monetarily or, uh, I mean, of course, monetarily as well, but uh, in the terms of uh, power. So that's, I, so this is a brilliant way to, you know, run a campaign. This is a very, very long term sustainable campaign. And these guys are very good with their narrative, narrative structuring. You can see it on social media. Then there's, of course, Modi. But, you know, since I'm more, uh, I mean, since I like uh, startups more than corporates, I would uh, prefer Aam Aadmi Party than BJP in terms of, you know, how they structured a narrative and, you know, grew it uh, from scratch to what it is today. Yeah, an interesting way to, you know, consider 
aam aadmi party as a startup so yeah this was everything about uh, performance advertising content marketing and automation in general i hope people will get the most out of this particular episode i would like to thank abhinav for being on the show and sharing his insights on what's going to change the course of digital marketing in the near future so yeah abhinav thanks a lot for being on the show thanks buddy thank you people for listening to this you can always follow me on linkedin and instagram as well for more podcast episodes stay tuned and take care stay safe stay home thank you